Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HDC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Rachel Oram. Well, good morning, everyone. It is lovely to be here this morning. Uh, We're continuing our journey through Proverbs, and the section that I've been given for this morning's thought is from Proverbs 27. But I'll also be picking up a few verses from the surrounding chapters, but they'll all pop up on the screen. So as I'm sure we all know, Proverbs is full of practical advice for life, and many of the themes covered are about wisdom and knowledge versus folly and foolishness. And the focus that we're going to pull out from chapter 27 today is specifically about friendship, but it also encapsulates some of these wise or foolish aspects that we've become so familiar with over the last few weeks. So specifically, we'll be thinking about the characteristics of what makes a good friend and how we can apply these more in our own friendships and our relationships. Now, Tim Keller describes four specific areas that we need to consider if we are to be a good friend to others. They are constancy, transparency, sensitivity and counsel. So let's start with constancy. Earlier in Proverbs, we are warned against considering friendship as something that is transactional, a way for us to gain some sort of benefit from a so-called friend, whether that's an economic, social or emotional benefit. But it's not hard to see that these kind of friendships won't stand the test of time if one or both parties' circumstances changed and they lost their social utility. Instead, we're called to be a friend with no expectations of receiving anything in return, to cherish everyone for who they are, not what they can do for us or give to us, just as God cherishes us just as we are. So on to the next characteristic, transparency. I am a primary school teacher and where I teach is such an encouraging and supportive place to work. So often people will pop in to see various colleagues to mention a little detail that they really liked or to praise something they saw that colleague do during the day. And it's such an encouragement when people do this to me and it also prompts me to then go and do the same to other colleagues. So that can be one of the really positive aspects of pointing things out to friends. But sadly, it's not always all about the positives. Tim Keller's second point about friendship transparency. Um, As we read in Proverbs 27, verses 5 and 6 say, better is open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. And the King's James Version translates this as faithful are the wounds of a friend. Now, I'm not going to spend too long on this point because Amanda led a really brilliant HTC Daily talk back in June on the 16th, uh, which I'd really recommend you listen to if you didn't catch it, all about the art of a loving rebuke, both giving and receiving. I listened to the talk on the podcast on my walk to school and it really stuck with me all day. The challenge set for us by this part of Proverbs, chapter 13, was to see God's rebuke to us as a positive thing, as a parent rebuking their child with the aim of showing love, to teach and ultimately to build up, never to tear down. Now, this was fairly straightforward when I listened to it. I could get my head around this quite easily. But Amanda then then went on to discuss the importance of how we give and receive rebukes from friends, which is something that I find much harder to be comfortable with. And she said that often an inability to receive a loving rebuke will expose where we're insecure and in our pride, we can sometimes lash out. So examples of constructive criticism that we receive should not be perceived as a threat, 
but instead as an opportunity to humbly take that comment on board and really consider how we should respond and, if necessary, change. So as a good friend, we need to be prepared to say with love and in the context of building someone up what needs to be said, even if that's painful. If we're too afraid to have these difficult conversations when they're needed, we're actually doing our friends a disservice. So the third characteristic of friendship is sensitivity, and this fits right alongside the previous points about transparency and our willingness to say what needs to be said. So verse 14 talks about showing inappropriate heartiness when others are just waking up. Now, as someone who is married to an eager early bird, I can sympathise well with this point. Uh, but elsewhere in Proverbs, we also hear of people using humour inappropriately or speaking in too light-hearted a way to grieving people. So these verses show how a lack of sensitivity in our words can sow discord and damage relationships. Now, this final point is a little bit of a challenge to me because I'm an eternal optimist. And on the whole, I think that serves me quite well. But I'm sure we can all imagine situations where being told to look on the bright side or words to that effect is simply not what we need to hear. This desire to be a good friend requires us to draw alongside others in their challenges and pain, even when that makes us uncomfortable, and really invest in supporting them. This is one of the many wonderful things about connect groups, how they can bring us together to do life alongside each other, supporting through difficult times of friendship, prayer and practical support. Then the fourth and final characteristic to look at briefly is counsel. Verse 9 calls us to give heartfelt advice to friends, but then later on in verse 17 we're also told, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And this is a real challenge to me, as someone who avoids conflict whenever possible. But Tim Keller explains that good friends can enter into what he calls constructive clashes, with the aim of sharpening each party's understanding of the world and of themselves. Now, in school, one of the activities I ask my class to complete at the start of any academic year is to describe what makes a good friend, with the aim of then challenging them to show these qualities when they deal with other people. Now, if I had asked us to do the same at the beginning of this call, I doubt many of us would have included something along the lines of does not like everything about me and will tell me so. But these are the kind of friends that we actually need if we're to continue to develop and grow. It is definitely a challenge, both to accept these kinds of comments and also to give them. So I'll finish with a prayer because this is definitely something that we need God's help with. So let's pray before I hand back to Rima. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for all of the friends that you have placed in each of our lives through the years. Thank you for their constancy, their transparency, their sensitivity and their counsel. As we've read this morning, your word calls for us to receive loving rebukes from friends, as well as to give them in the spirit of building others up. So I ask you that you show us how to do this and give us the willingness to listen to these comments, the humility to take them on board, where we need to change to become more like you, the courage to do so. In your mighty name. Amen. This morning on HDC Daily, we started by reading Psalm 100 and we thanked God that he is the Lord our God. He is the one who made us. We are his, we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. We then heard from Rachel, he spoke to us from Proverbs about friendship and explained to us how God calls us to be friends. He showed constancy, transparency, sensitivity and counsel. 
And we then spent some time praying and thanking God that he's the one who shows us these things in the most perfect way. And we prayed that we would be friends who show to others those four things, 